listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Rainmaking Podcast. I met our guest several years ago at a National Speakers Association meeting, and in fact, she's the president-elect of the New York City chapter of the National Speakers Association. Her name is Jean Stafford. Jean is a facilitator, a coach, an improviser, and a mother of two strong men. Her methods infuse experiences from over 20 years in both politics and improv comedy. Jean's clients and audiences learn to communicate the power of yes as they simplify, streamline, and strengthen their spoken and written words, increasing productivity at work and home. She's the author of the book, Think, Drink, Eat, Move, Four Steps to Yes. It's a book that models how our readers can say yes to themselves and become more efficient. Our topic today is communicating through conflict and uncovering solutions. I hope you get some great ideas from Jean today. I've got with me on the Rainmaking Podcast, a good friend of mine, Jean Stafford. Jean, thanks for coming on the show today. You're welcome, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, this is great. I'm excited because we know each other pretty well. We've known each other for some time. We've got similar interests, similar worldviews and perspectives. And you've got a really interesting career history. Today's topic is communicate through conflict and uncover solutions, which is what every Rainmaker does, is to uncover those solutions and present them to the client. But first, tell us about your background. You've got a pretty interesting story. What did you do when you started in your career and how did you get to where you ended up today and what you're doing? I started my career in politics. Real hot button word. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) I was a political fundraiser for about 20 years. Uh, I worked all over the country, working on different campaigns in government on the Hill in Washington. And um, yeah, I had a really amazing run, learned a lot of the foundational pieces I work with now in that 20 years, to be honest. And I'm sure when you did it, it was a much more innocent, collaborative spirit back then. (laughs) Well, you know what's very different right now is that there's an audio and video going right now on politics. I'll tell you right now, much of what is happening right now is what has happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Politics has been an interesting beast forever. You have to get a message across in a finite amount of time and no board of directors can move election day. So the group assembled must get the job done. Group assembled must very quickly decide what to keep on the docket and what to toss. So they, you know, the word pivot is being used so much. These these individuals who work in campaigns and, and run messages like that are seasoned experts at pivoting and keeping their pulse on things. And it's been a dog-eat-dog world for a very, very, very long time. Um, How delightful. (laughs) No, I just want to tell you, you know, when you're when you're on a campaign, you're very, very, very devoted to the message. Something happens when you're devoted to a message. Well, I can't think of any other better training ground for the work that you do today in helping companies and professionals resolve conflicts. And as you know, the people listening today, these are people that are in professional services, a lot of law firm partners, people that sell services at a high level, B2B. They're having to deal with the uncertainty of the COVID crisis. But tell me with your topic, communicate through conflict and uncover solutions. 
what are some things that people who are in that rainmaking mindset, what should they keep in mind about conflicts and uncovering solutions when they're speaking to their clients? Mm. Problems are in style right now at, at this moment in history. And it's, you know, what are you mad about gets communicated. And Interesting. Say that again. Problems are in style. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be. It is being communicated right now that, you know, if you're sharing what you have a problem with, it feels in style, right? But there's this trend toward, you know, what are you doing about this problem? And um, what are you mad about? And being mad is really helpful when it's action-oriented. How so? so? Well, what I do as a consultant and trainer and facilitator is that I do this because I'm affected by suffering and conflict and, and just I'm deeply affected by my suffering and more profoundly by the suffering of others. So how do you reduce the time you spend in conflict or mad or suffering? When you do this with a great awareness, you increase the amount of time you spend feeling productive and appreciated. And those steps that people need to engage in are my specialty. That's what I do. Interesting. Let me ask you this. In your work in working with professionals and teaching them to communicate through conflict, and really the way I see what you do is probably one of the more important areas that anybody in in the rainmaking profession should understand, which is communication. What are the big mistakes you've seen professionals have made when they've got conflict, they have to resolve it with the client, What are some of the pitfalls you've seen that they need to avoid in dealing with conflict when they're dealing with their clients? Well, the biggest pitfall is believing that we have to bring in somebody to help us with this problem. We're going to immerse everybody into three hours worth of workshop, and then we're going to return everybody to the culture that was there before they took the workshop. (laughs) So you're saying change doesn't happen, right? No, I say change happens when you invest in people, in people, in the culture of the people that are there, in the hearts and minds, and that you become uncomfortable in what needs to change. And then you do it in a way where the people who work for you feel taken care of Mm. hour in, hour out, day in, day out, week in, week out. Not a special occasion training, but an ongoing culture of communication that is compassionate, engaged, one of listening and, you know, compassion, really, truly, and and steps, solutions, you know, speaking in solutions. And when you're, nothing like this has ever existed before. So it is now on leaders and people who work for those leaders to communicate solutions more than to sit and repeat what the problem is. So let me ask you this then. Somebody is working with clients. And let's say it's an attorney that does labor and employment litigation, and he or she is looking at what their clients are dealing with, and they see, and and their job really is to live in that conflict with litigation, but the other side of it is to serve their clients and to look for solutions where they can bring their expertise to solve these problems. How do you think, or what, what would be some recommendations for how they can take all the crises that people are dealing with right now and present solutions to their clients. What are some of the things that you've seen have worked with professionals in communicating to their clients, especially right now? Mm. Engaged interactive sessions are very powerful. 
What does that mean? Engaged, interactive sessions? Well, a, a space where people have a say in the planning and execution of strategy in the workplace and people who have a say in, in how that gets started. For example, I, Columbia University is one of my clients, and we spent two months on a two-day retreat, which was launched in January. The first two days of it were in January with a follow-up in April. Mm-hmm. Ironically, so it was it was two solid days based on almost two weeks of individual interviews with every single member of the 20-person team. Wow. And a real targeted approach to exactly what their problems were and exactly how they wanted to get there. They left with their the names of the committees that would drive them from January to April. And then we met again in April to review how the rollout happened. What were the successful moments? So we created many themes through that. And that's the kind of training and development that I see works now. And it would be my prayer that that's the training and development woven into the weekly fabric of the strongest firms in the world because the world doesn't pause right now for things to sink in. Mm -hmm. So employees need ongoing support to handle all the massive shifts in culture and communication that are inevitable in our very hyper-engaged world. So I liked what you said, that they were able to create certain themes. Let's say somebody listening to this is a leader in an organization where he or she has uh, colleagues that they're working with, they're working in a partnership, maybe they've got some authority, maybe they're a practice group leader, or it's a small company that they own. What are some of the themes that you think leaders are seeing right now, especially with the crisis and having to really communicate through conflict, really uncover these solutions? What are some of the themes that you're seeing right now? Mm, well, today, McKinsey and Company actually released a, you know, some research and, and said that their, their guidance for is to move companies from a communication of loss to one of renewal. Where Tell me about clear, that. Communication... Clear, and inspiring communication is the way to navigating this unsteady time. And so the whole idea behind saying yes to every space you enter and communicating through conflict to uncover solutions is in embracing a clear and inspiring path. That's great. So instead of communicating loss, tell me again about what you said Renewal, renewal. I keep sharing on video and and with clients to to embrace the RE. Think of reopening, renewal, restart. How are you getting there? What are you saying? What will be different? What What, don't you need anymore? What are some examples you've seen with the companies that you're working with? What are some of the re's that they've come up with, with the renewal especially? How have they been able to renew during this crisis? It's been helpful for the clients I'm working with to have experienced this uh, super compassionate past three months where people had to be home. And while people were home, people had a chance to see what home was. People had a chance to communicate what their needs were. I do believe there will be a shift in the kinds of ways we work that we won't necessarily be going. I'm not seeing a lot of firms wanting to bring everybody back at once. Right. I'm seeing a lot of firms with a little bit more of an open mind toward how people work and connect with each other and embracing that. You know, we do need to be live. It is inherent in our humanness to be in front of people. Mm-hmm. It's just that what I'm seeing right now is a, is a greater openness to 
mixing up the kind of schedule people have and allowing and, and understanding that that is still productive. Yeah, it's almost like I think this crisis has been the chrysalis and companies are going through a metamorphosis right now. Mm-hmm. And they could reemerge in a much more healthier, more attractive shape than they were before. Absolutely. Absolutely. We might look at this. This is that crucible. This is that chrysalis that puts pressure on organizations. And what I've seen as a headhunter recruiting for big law firms, there's probably about two dozen firms that I know pretty well, and not all of them have handled it well. And it's not necessarily the financial cuts. It's the leadership. It's the communication. It's what you're talking about here, that messaging. How do you think a Rainmaker, and if you could kind of help me to put my arms around this, let's say we're talking with our clients. How do you think Rainmakers like us, people that are in the business of getting more business from companies and earning the trust and all the things, really that's at the end of the day, our job is to earn their trust. And from that comes the trust with, with uh, revenue coming in, paying for our services. How do you think Rainmakers can help clients see that message of renewal? What are some things that you think people listening today can take away from related to that area? Well, a message of renewal is, it comes from yourself. It comes from you. And you can't say to another person, I'm going to get you to do this. You know, here's what you can do to get people to do something. Right. That belief system is what keeps people in conflict and leads to misconceptions and miscommunications. So we speak the truth from our own hearts. That's what moves people toward action. So rainmakers can think of themselves in transformation during their own, when they communicate about what they do and who they're going to help. Let me give you an example. In an improv scene, so the the second half of my experience, as you know, is is, uh, 22 years as an improv comedy performer. Right, right, right. The whole yes model. Right. And in an improv scene, the act of saying yes to offers on the stage. Now, I'm going to put the Rainmakers in a space where they are communicating what they're giving what they're providing and who they're working with and what success they generate. So if I could take those people onto an improv stage, improvisers say yes to offers on stage by where the players basically shed their egos and they shed light on the energy where the two people are creating. So for example, I'm on the phone with an extraordinary uh, former naval officer who is a watercolorist and a stand-up comic and a poker player who gives back by highlighting where there has been sexual abuse in certain parts of this world. And so there are so many facets to the people we communicate with. It is on every rainmaker to invest in the time to find out a little bit about the people you're speaking to, Hmm. a little bit about the people you're working with. For example, how did you feel when I listed those things that I know to be true about the great Scott Love? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't use the adjective great. I would say uh, resilient (laughs) and and not, not giving up. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I appreciated that. So this is transformation. Two people are engaged in a conversation about something and one person's taken the time to get to know a little something about them and then really in turn share what they can do, not based on their stats, but based on doing a little research, a lot of research into the firm they want to work with and find out what their concerns are. And in this way, your, your authentic this is contagious, right? They want to transform. They want to, they want to see what you can see about their firm because they hear it from you. 
Right. I've always wanted people to be able to see themselves and all their possibility. I enjoy that with clients. And also just for the rainmakers who are on the call right now, remember to get to it and get to this relationship between you and the person you're speaking to and simply be who you are. And then there's this emergence of action and integration in your message and kindness. And then you, as a rainmaker, you're, I want every rainmaker right now to know that when you have this renewal we were talking about earlier, you're intoxicating and energizing and people want that sudden people people want that feeling they're getting from you and that's, that's what interesting it's you know what you said they want that feeling this is something i've noticed that since i relaunched this podcast uh, several people on the show have talked about the emotional context of the client the relationship between the client and the professional service provider that it's not just it, it is delivering the service it is solving the problems but also it's the emotional context between you, the rainmaker, and the client. And that's significant. Let me ask you this, what you've seen in your work with conflict resolution. Have you seen scenarios where a professional service provider and a client, they have conflict, but they're able to resolve it and use that relationship, pretty much use that conflict as a way to grow closer? Have you seen that happen before? Yes. Two weeks ago, I was on with a client that I'm retained by, and she asked me to be part of a um, a presentation by a consultant who had been hired. So this consultant was in phase one, and it took them in the call. It took them 16 minutes to get to. They they had asked her to create a, an overview for them, mm-hmm. and we did. She and I did it together. We did an overview for this consultant to create a series of outcomes. This is what she wanted, first, second, third. So they spent 16 minutes on the phone with her before they got to the document we submitted. And we were able to stop and we were able to say, we'd like to go back to the document that was submitted and we'd love you to pull it up right now. We did a screen share and we said, this is where we'd like you to start. And this is always where it's best to start in order to maximize efficiency for this particular company, his name right. I want to say. And that's a very important piece to all of us who are handling, communicating with leaders. They have an awful lot on their plate. How quickly are you getting to it? Hmm. If you have the fortune to be on the phone with them to pitch something, or if you have the fortune to have been hired and to begin something, if you've asked them for something, start there. Start exactly at the last word or last offer a client has given. Toss your ego out the door and start with your client or potential client. Hear them. I love it. Throw the ego out the door. That's hard to do, don't you think? Oh, it's it's why I'm so busy. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, true, clear, inspiring communication comes from less ego and ability to check it very quickly and realize how much we have to learn from the people we're honored to be in spaces with and to be open to it. So yes, ego gets in our way. Those those people who spent 16 minutes on a call were simply reviewing their strategies, which had nothing to do with the time they were sharing with their client. Mm. They had to speak about her outcomes, not their steps. You're absolutely right. That's something I've learned in my job is that 
people don't care about my bio. They don't care about where I went to school. They care about their next meeting and their problem. And how can I help them reach their goals? And I found that once you have earned the right to share more of yourself, and I think there's some things you can do to try to find a common bond. You know the same person, you went to the same school or whatever. I think that's good in trying to develop that rapport. But I remember there was an article I wrote years ago. I had a training company where I would train recruiters and I wrote an article called Relationship Selling is Dead. It doesn't work. And people read that. I got a lot of views on that. And the premise was that it was basically going against the adage of people don't care how much you know, they only care how much you care or whatever. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know about them. And, and my, my corollary to that was people don't care how much you know, they care how much you can solve their problem. Mm-hmm. And you have to show that you can solve the problem to earn the right. Mm-hmm. And once they know that you can solve their problem, now you've got their attention. Now you can go down the line of getting to know them. But I think some professionals, they spend too much time trying to build the relationship without really articulating the solution. And I think there's a balance with that between building the relationship and letting them know you're not just someone that's, they don't need another friend. (laughs) They're too busy for another friend. They need a solution. But once they know that you can solve the problem, then you've earned the right to build that relationship. What, What do you think about that sort of concept, Jane? Well, there's no question about it. The average leader is putting out fires most of the day. So if you're speaking in solutions, you are the lightest, brightest, most wonderful part of their day. Speaking in solutions. Yeah. And what was that quote that you had earlier that problems, problems are what? Problems are in style now. And being mad is very helpful only when it's action oriented. There's a lot of problems out there right now. There's a lot of opportunities for people in professional services to really solve those problems. Mm-hmm. So there's two kinds of problems. The problems that people have that need to be solved. And then there's the problems that are problems for the sake of saying, I have a problem. So right. you want to make sure you're, you're focused on the problems you're solving. I see. Not on the problems it's popular to talk about. Very acute. Mm-hmm. So tell me what I want to do. I want you to kind of summarize three action steps for people listening. But before we do that, kind of tell me about your menu of offerings. What's the work that you do? What sort of coaching and consulting do you do? And then also tell us about your improv and how that can make a presentation really interesting. Tell me about all that, Jean. Well, I have my communications business where, as I said, I consult with a number of companies that need my services and some I'm retained by, and other times I I coach people um, in in longer models. I have a membership on my uh, website, which is about two years old. It's fantastic. And it's called Yes Minders. Mm -hmm. It's a twice-monthly webinar series. Individuals join and they're part of these live webinars, which are 30 minutes at lunchtime, twice a month. And once you become a a YesMinder, you are privy to 50 recordings in a portal that cover every single area of interpersonal conflict you can have in your life. And when you can absorb these steps, I always tell everybody 30 minutes of self-care is, you know, 30 days of, of propelling yourself forward, as long as you remember to do that every day. And these Yes Minders recordings are 
are formulated that way. So that's uh, something on my website and some of the things I do. I'm, I'm also the author of Think, Drink, Eat, Move, mm-hmm. Four Steps to Yes, and a wonderful book, Just an Engaging Interactive process for people. Right now I'm doing a set, a fast track for seven weeks, which is a much more, a much faster approach to a number of people who've already, you know, uh, coached with me and said, you know, I just need to re-enter with a little, you know, gene energy in my life and remind myself of where I was. So I, I started a fast track that goes through August 10th. And uh, in the improv space, I have launched with my great partner, Dion Flynn, the improviser's mindset. Now, the Improviser's Mindset is a level one open coaching call every Wednesday at one o'clock. Dion Flynn is a speaker, an Mm -hmm. actor, and an amazing human, an extraordinary comic who played Barack Obama on The Tonight Show for eight years. (laughs) And he and I met at a speaking event because, as you know, Scott, I worked for Rudy Giuliani for seven years. Sure. And what we have together in the improviser's mindset is showing every single person how to get through the difficult conversations they have to have. And we're doing it in improv live. So for everybody who's listening, who wants to show up, this is a, an open level one event where you know we partner to help people through this. We have a nice crew of people coming in from, from LA to DC, New York, Texas, and we never know who's going to show up in the space. And we, we run pure improv and we tell people as they're performing what they're learning about their own communication when they perform. What a creative solution, Gene. And that's fun. And people, if it's fun, they're going to stick with it. It's going to be memorable. It's going to actually get sunk into their brain where they're going to take action on that. So that's very creative. Good job. That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. And to everybody listening, we'll put all those links on our website on the show notes. So you'll be able to access that when you go to the show notes. And Gene, let's kind of end this. Give us three action steps. If somebody wants to grow closer to their clients, resolve the conflicts, uncover solutions, what would be three action steps you'd recommend that they take to integrate what you've talked about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I would say, first of all, listen to learn. Make that what you do. Make sure you're picking who you want to learn from and listen to learn. Oh, that's great. Own your intention. Why are you listening to this? What is it you're waking up every day inspired by? What do you want to grow? That's got to be repeated to yourself over and over again. So own your intention. And that's number two, right? Own your intention. That's number two. Got Mm -hmm. it, right. And what's the third action step? Vigor. Vigor needs to be tended to. So your your energy source needs to be taken care of. If you're feeling a drain in anything, in a conversation, in something you read on social media, step away and take Mm. care of your vigor. And you've got a bonus action step for us, don't you? I do, Scott. As a matter of fact, engage the most positive people you know and stay there. People like you. (laughs) (laughs) And people like you. And and so, Scott, I want to let you know that those four steps, those three steps with a bonus spell love. L-O-V-E. Our last name. Learn, own your intention, vigor, and engage. That's That's right. (laughs) That's creative. Once again, it's creative. That's great, Gene. Mm -hmm. Well, well, Gene, thanks for being a guest on the show. We'll have you back on here again. I look forward to connecting with you when the world opens up, up in New York. And thank you so much for being here today. Oh, my pleasure, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Rainmaking Podcast. 
For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.